1: Well, I'm making up words now. That's what I do, baby.
0: (laughs) And That's how we're starting the show. We're starting the show with Jake making up a new word. (laughs) All right, we are live again, back on the Wisco Fanatics show. I'm not coughing quite as much as I was last week, so hopefully I can get through the whole show without having, you know, sounding like I'm dying of asthma and emphysema at the same time. But um, (laughs) we're going to jump right in. We're going to be talking about the Packers today. We're going to be talking about the Bucks. Um, I did what I could to find out some uh, some information for what's going on with the Bucks and what's going to kind of happen going forward with that. Um, we got a lot, a lot to talk about with the Packers. And then we're going to talk Bucks and Badgers basketball. So we're going to jump right into it with Packers, three stars of the game. Um, Jake, give me your three stars. There's a lot of options here, and I actually have three honorable mentions, so I kind of cheated a little bit.
1: I know, dude. I was really looking at them all, and I was just like, damn, man, this is getting tough, dude. Like, um, So, my third star is Devontae Adams. I mean, what haven't we said about this dude? He's the best route runner in the league. He's the best deep He's threat like, in the league. He's the best he is. Short. Yeah, he is. He's the best short guy in the league. He's the best medium route runner in the league. He's got great hands. He's everything. He had 10 catches, 121 yards, two touchdowns. That first touchdown he had was absolutely dirty when he juked inside and the two Bears players yeah, just did. took each other out. I was like, oh, yep. my God. I was standing up. I mean, I was at the game, so I was talking crap with uh, Bears fans all the time. Uh, they were really cool, though. Bears fans are cool. I respect Bears fans. Um, you, could talk, you could talk shit with them, and they'll talk shit back. But at the end of the day, we respect each other, you know? So I'm dapping him up. I'm like, hey, man, I respect you. It's all cool. It's just part of the game. It is what it is. Like, Justin Fields will have his day eventually, maybe five, six years from now, if Jordan Love doesn't turn out. But we'll see what's going on. Um, my second star, I actually have two people. I could not pick one. I couldn't. I couldn't separate them. Um, first one is Devondre Campbell. Dude, 16 tackles, nine solo. Huh, he shut down the run by himself. You know, I was talking uh, – I'm a Pepsi merch, so I talk to the receivers all the time. And I was talking to the receiver at one of my accounts, and I was just telling him, I was just like, man, Devondre Campbell's just a beast, man. He just he cleans up all that junk over the middle that we've been missing for years. Those yep. runs that turned into 40-yard runs, that turned into 15-yard runs, that turned in, you know, there's a third and five, and they end up getting six yards. He just washes all that stuff out of there. He can cover the running backs out of the backfield. He neutralizes the tight end for the most part, like, He's amazing, and my second one was Rasul Douglas. Um, The timeline of the game, uh, Rasul Douglas' pick six in the first half was absolutely massive. It was the little glimmer of momentum that we had for probably, I would say, a good stretch of time. That was the only momentum that we had, and that really kept us in the game, I thought. And my number one star is the GOAT, uh, the GOAT, the BOAT, whatever acronym you want to use for him. Aaron freaking Rogers, dude, twenty nine of thirty seven. Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> twenty nine of thirty seven. Ugh! And stop mocking the belt. Seriously, Jesus Christ! What are it. these guys gonna? What are they gonna don't learn? What are you gonna it. learn? Honestly, honestly. At at one point, you know, it, it's it's kind of like a, it's like one of those stories that you tell your kids, right? That you know, I'll tell my grandkids, like, man, Aaron Rodgers at this celebration when I was a young guy. And whenever people used to make fun of it, he would go off for 300 yards and four touchdowns. And they're like, really, Grandpa? I'm like, yeah, man, I watched him with my own eyes. It's just, There's I don't understand. Point. I know, the same guy, Robert Quinn.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: I don't understand why you mock it. I mean, I understand because it looks cool. But, Jesus Christ, these people are got to learn at some point, I guess. But they didn't learn this last week, and I sure hope that the Ravens don't do it because then Rodgers is going to have to murder people in Baltimore.
0: Yeah, well, we're going to talk about the Ravens. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. But mm-hmm. for me, my three stars, uh, my number three, I had two. I put Devontae and Alan Lazard together. Um, I had to wear the, the Alan Lazard jersey today to, to show love to Alan Lazard. I think he's back. Makes it really yes. look like um, like the last two games, he just wasn't 100% healthy. Is really what that made that look like. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so – you know, you already rattled off all the Devontae stats. Alan Lazard had six catches for 75 yards and a touchdown and also a 14-yard run. They actually ran Alan Lazard on an end around, and it actually uh, game like, 14 yards. So um, I had those two as my number three. My number two star was Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I can't say anything that Jake hasn't already said about him. And then uh, my number one was Rasul Douglas. He's in a situation where we are without so many players, one of them being the best cornerback in the league, and then we get Rasul Douglas off of a practice squad, and it's like, okay, we just need some depth, you know, and mm-hmm. then he turns out to be arguably a pro bowler at this point. I mean, if you look at the NFC and cornerbacks, I mean, you you could really have Rasul Douglas as a potential pro bowler. Um, <laughs> he's a back-to-back I mean... pick sixes. He won the Cardinals game. I mean, I mean, if I had, I have to really look at it, but I mean, if you're looking at cornerbacks, I mean, Trayvon Diggs is probably going to be a pro bowler just because he has the high interception numbers. But I mean, looking at what Rasul Douglas has meant for the Packers, I mean, you got to give Gutekunst so much credit for finding him. Um, Jake and I were talking before the show about our about our three stars, and I let him know I'm like I have three honorable mentions. Uh, one of my honorable mentions was Devondre Campbell, just because mm-hmm. you know the 16 tackles. He's arguably a Pro Bowler too. Uh, Matt LaFleur mentioned that in his in his postgame or uh, his press conference yesterday um, that Devontae Campbell is a, a Pro Bowler in his opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next honorable mention, another linebacker was Preston Smith. Had the two yeah. sacks. He had the strip sack on Justin Fields that set up the Packers to score their uh, second touchdown in the third quarter. And then my last honorable mention was Mercedes Lewis. Um, nope. We'll talk about him a little bit more when we get into the, the Packers offense, but um Mercedes Lewis was, was very helpful in this game. So, let's move in. Let's talk about the Packers offense. Um, I don't know if you just want to kind of go through the game or if you just want to talk about, about things individually, specifically plays. But uh, let's talk um, about the Packers offense.
1: Well, first of all, you know, you mentioned Big Dog. That was his most receiving yard since he became a Packer, 51. Um, he had that big, long catch on the right side. He got tackled right away. But it was like, man, if that guy misses that tackle, that guy was – legitimately at shoe level, by the way, to tackle him. I don't know if you remember how low that guy was, but he was not taking him up high. He was basically smelling the grass at that point. So anyways, um, he had a great game. I thought that was awesome to point out. I told you earlier today, I was like, dude, Alan Lazard, I hope he's one of your stars. That's your boy. He needs a lot of love. Um, He was pretty much the first player out there, by the way. Um, He was kicking a soccer ball. Uh, with the fans uh, towards the south end zone, so I thought that was pretty cool. He's a he's a fan favorite around here. Everybody loves Alan Lazard, and he had a very very nice route that he ran on that touchdown, where he looked like he was going to block and he yeah. went inside right away. Oh my god, that was beautiful to watch. That's,
0: that's one of like the things where it comes into like a versatility type thing where he does yeah. a lot of things and he does a lot of dirty work that that opens mm-hmm. things up for him. Um, like they ran a couple like pick plays with him. Where you know they they'd have Devonte Adams just right across the line of scrimmage, and you know Lazard would just kind of look like he's going to run a route, and then he'd wait for Devonte to have the ball, and then boom, he's blocking.
1: Uh, yeah, that's
0: that's a you know that's that's a scheme thing too. And you put Alan Lazard into those positions, and he's a great blocking wide receiver. So you get those positions, and that just all that does is help Devonte. So yeah. you know those things. That's why I, that's part of the reason why I put them as as co third stars because those two. They can work together so well in that offense, and you know, obviously, if the Packers were to go and get like a Keenan Allen or something like that, that would be you know amazing for their offense. But mm-hmm. the dynamic that that a that an Allen Lazard and, and Devontae Adams can have in the short game, as well as you know potentially in the long game, like we have some uh, some things to say about Devonte Adams when it comes to the long game. I'm, I'm thinking Jake mm-hmm. might have the same thing to say that I'd, I do, but um, do, yeah. but yeah, I mean. You know, to your point, Alan Lazard is, is versatile and that's that's paying dividends in a game like this.
1: You know, the thing about the Packers wide receivers, and everybody says that we need to draft them, and you know, at some point we are going to need to draft them. But you know, yeah. you have Devontae, he's the best receiver in the league. He does everything, right? Yes. You have Alan Lazard, he could be your short game guy, your dirty your dirty deeds guy, your slant route guy. You have MBS, yeah. he's your take the top off the defense guy. Cobb comes in, he does a little bit of everything, he's your wide receiver screen guy slant guy. He's the guy that gets open. He gets open on third down, right, for Aaron Rodgers, you know, on that second move. And then the tight ends, you have a room full of guys that are veterans and know what they need to do, and Big Dog's leading them all. And then to wrap it all up, you have two very good running backs. A.J. Dillon's just pounding people, and Aaron Jones is starting to get a little bit better. He looked like he was running a little bit faster. He tripped up on that one run he had, but he looked like he was running a little bit more smooth, in my opinion. So he's going to only get healthier as the season goes on. They're going to keep resting him a little bit and just let A.J. Dillon take some of his snaps. They're going to work together. And then to bring it all together, you have the best quarterback in the league right now, Aaron Rodgers, who had his third straight 300-yard game. It would be four, but he only ended with 292 pass yards versus Seattle. Otherwise, he'd have four straight. But three straight 100-yard games. um, He had 341. He had 141 rating. I mean, the guy was dealing. The guy was dealing, man. So that he was just amazing. I thought, in my opinion, um, I wanted to say a little stat about LaFleur against the Bears, uh, since he's kind of the offensive guy. Um, he has never lost to the Chicago Bears. He is six and zero versus Chicago Bears. Nice. That is a stat. And I got That's an Aaron Rodgers. I got an Aaron Rodgers stat for you. This uh, one. This is one of the contenders for stat of the week for your boy. This is a good one. Oh, man, this is so mean. Okay, so this is the whole Super Bowl era, right? Talking 60s. Games with four-plus touchdowns and zero interceptions. Aaron Rodgers versus the Bears. He has seven games of four touchdowns and no interceptions. All of the Bears quarterbacks in the history since the Super Bowl era. This is not just versus the Packers. Everybody. Everybody. Six games of four touchdowns and no interceptions. Think about that. You want to talk about owning somebody, dude? Holy <laughs> shit, right? How's that for a
0: stat, baby? Yeah, that's 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 a franchise. That's that's literally a franchise ownership stat. When you, yeah, that's
1: yeah, that's
0: nuts.
1: That's bad. That's bad. I'm gonna let you say the Devonte stat though. I'm sure you have the same one.
0: All right, so the stat that I have for Devontae, Jake mentioned that he's the best deep threat in the NFL, and Devontae Adams leads the NFL in catches of 30-plus yards this year. So that's that's the stat oh. that I have for Devontae. That's, that oh, actually not, wasn't that my stat. stat. That's oh, not my all stat. Right. Dro-
1: all right, well, I'll drop another one. Okay, okay. So Devontae Adams hasn't dropped a 20-plus yard plus yards on the field. He hasn't dropped one of those passes. Since week five of 2018, damn, he has he has 90 consecutive catches. Damn, on 20 plus yards, that's crazy, right? That's, that's awesome. That's nuts, bro. I was like, <laughs> no, bro. Ten more, he gets to 100 straight. Like, that's that's crazy, dude. Like, that's
0: disgusting.
1: Yeah, that's. Wow. He he's everybody's he's daddy. So... <laughs>
0: I have one complaint involving Devontae Adams and it was mm-hmm. the pass interference call. Mm-hmm. Um, that I I really I really thought it was gonna be defensive pass interference, much less to be offensive pass interference, because there was a play earlier in the game where it was Sewell Douglas went for a pass breakup. Oh he got flagged gosh. for pass interference. Like he went for the ball, like what's what where is their interference there? And they didn't replay it. So it seemed to me like they were kind of trying to sweep it under the rug a little bit. Like, no, don't replay it. Because um, normally they, not- you know, they'll they replay penalties and stuff all the time. Yeah, and, right. and they didn't with that one. So I'm like, oh, they didn't replay that. They must not have wanted that scene more. I'll um, oh, tell you what.
1: They showed it in Lambo. They showed that motherfucker uh, in Lambo. And you know what I yelled, dude? Not that they were going to hear me up in the 300 section. I was like... They wouldn't even call that at my eight-year-old stepson's football game. That was so soft, bro. All the Packers fans were like, "Dude, that was soft." Dude, he like clipped his finger. And fingernail. he was
0: going for, and he was going for the ball.
1: Directly going for the but, ball. Yeah,
0: that's, that's. I have no it's idea. One of those things where like the the NFL, the pass interference was supposed to be that uh, you know the cornerback has the right to make a play on the yep. ball. He has and the so right for that room. Like, yeah, yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's not an issue of early contact if he's making a play on the ball. If the ball is coming and he's you know, he's grabbing arms or something like that, that's pass interference. But if he's going to make a play on the ball, that's not pass interference.
1: I just um, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> that was so weak, bro.
0: <laughs> moving back to the one called on Adams, then at that point it's you know the the contact comes before the ball, which mm-hmm. would, you know, be a, a defensive pass interference issue. And then it seemed like Adams was just trying to push off to break away from the interference that was occurring on him. So at that point, if you're going to call anything, call nothing. That's what I thought. That's exactly what I thought. That's that's the only thing that I had um, as far as Devontae Adams is concerned negatively, I guess. Um, Yeah. What I wanted to say – actually, I'll save that for the preview. But what I want to say – Talking about the offense is Josiah DeGuara is getting better every week. Um, I was I didn't have to look back in my notes to find out which week that I was unimpressed with him. I think it was the week after we lost Tunyon. Um, you know his his route running seemed a little off, but then you know the next week he scored his first career touchdown, and now he's he's getting involved a lot more, and he's making some big plays. So I'm I'm encouraged by what I'm seeing from Josiah DeGuara. And he's improving every week. So that is that is a very nice thing to see
1: as we're getting nearer to the postseason. He's definitely getting his legs under him, I'll say. He's getting more comfortable on the field. I think he's, you know, I shouldn't say he's getting his legs under him. He's getting more used to the contact and the physicality of the NFL, catching up to the speed a little bit. Because remember, he got hurt pretty early in his rookie season. Yep. So he's he's still kind of he's basically catching up. But yeah, he's... You know, and you have a guy like like Big Dog, man. I mean, that guy, what what kind of leader can you ask for? I mean, everybody talks about how impressed they are with Tom Brady being forty four and all this stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Why are we not impressed with Big Dog? He plays a physical position. And he's been he's been at this for a long time now, man. I remember him yeah. on like Madden like two thousand five, dude. I think he's in his seventeenth season. He's seventeen he? or eighteenth or something like that. He's he's been around for a long I'll, time, dude. I'll look it up. But he, what what better leader could you ask for? Really, I mean, and then you got Aaron Rodgers telling you what to do. Um, he's just been, I think he's been improving a lot lately. <clears throat> Let's look up. Last so. 80s. Oh god, I can't wait to ask you these questions, dude. That I have on here, cause I I just want to know what you're gonna say, man. It's gonna be, it's gonna he was be.
0: Was selected in the 2006 NFL draft, so he's in his 16th season.
1: I guess. Yeah, the year after right. Rodgers. <clears throat>
0: yep. All right, so a couple of other things I want to say about the offense is just the second half, it looked like execution-wise, they were just a 1,000 times better, honestly. Um, they scored some points in the second quarter, which actually that second quarter was the highest-scoring quarter in Packers-Bears rivalry history.
1: Oh 42 boy. Points.
0: So, um yeah, the highest scoring points in quarter in Packers Bears history. Um, so, oh god, that's a disgusting stat too. The first half, the Bears had two hundred and thirteen special teams yards.
1: Yeah, they ran down. I didn't even want to say it because I'm still. That's, that's off.
0: gross. Um, what I want to say is, starting the second half, they really just marched the ball really, really well. Um, AJ Dillon turning four yard gains into eight yard gains. Um, Amari Rogers getting some good blocks and then Lazard going and hyping him up right away. Like that's, that's encouraging to see is is some of the chemistry stuff. Um, not that I'm concerned about chemistry on the Packers, but just continuing to build that that's chemistry turns into culture. So you bring in guys who are happy to be here. They Mm -hmm. show guys that they're happy to be here when new guys come in and that's where chemistry turns into culture. Um, I just made that up totally off the top of my head, um, and that's it's happening with the other teams in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Where chemistry's turning into culture, it's happened with the Bucks, oh, and yes. it's happening with the Brewers. Um, yep. We'll see if it turns into the Brewers getting more free agents in the future. But um, right now, Major League Baseball is in a, a lockout, so that's a whole down down the road. We'll have to talk about that. But um, you know, Lizard hyping up Amari Rodgers is. It's something good to see. Um, We talked about this last week, about how four yards a carry gets you a first down every time. And they did it one drive. um, It was later later in the game. They went four yards with Aaron Jones, four yards with A.J. Dillon, and then a pass to Devontae, and it was a first down. That's just efficient, and you really – you know all the guys that Jake mentioned before. I mean, you can't you can't beat that. You really can't. No. Um, <laughs> I gotta say too on um, Aaron Jones' receiving touchdown that pass that was just an absolute dime. Like Rodgers is so locked in it's it's, unre- it's unreal. And he's gotta he's gotta be top two in MVP right now.
1: Well, interesting you say that. I actually have the odds oh, for MVP right. right down. All right. Actually, he actually didn't know this for anybody who's watching this. Um, uh, Rogers is second in the MVP right now behind Tom Brady. Tom oh, Brady is pl- nailed it. Tom Brady's plus one hundred and fifty, and Rodgers is plus five hundred. So, okay. Ma- right. Brady's got a pretty good lead on him.
0: All right. Well, I said top two, and he's two, so I'll take that. <laughs> um, I also want to give Gutikans credit for. Offensive line depth. We talked about this last week, and we're probably going to talk about it every single week. Um, Bakhtiari is back to practice today. We'll talk that, about that in the in the preview a little bit more. But um, Billy Turner goes down in this game, and the Packers really didn't miss a beat. They really oh. didn't. And Yash Nyman filling in for Elton Jenkins, who was filling in for Bakhtiari. Um, Royce Newman being a rookie. I mean, Lucas Patrick playing the center position, and John Runyon being a second-year player. I mean, the offensive line depth on this team is is nuts, and the offensive line coach deserves a lot of credit as well as good against. Um, yeah. And then um, the Packers using using the Bears' over-aggressiveness against them at points. Um, Matt LaFleur talked about a lot of run-pass option plays that they ran. Um, Rodgers doing the, you know, the fake handoff to uh, – A.J. Dillon and all the Bears biting on it, and then he got a pass to Devontae for a first down. Um, how about the fake handoff where Aaron Rodgers, like, handed it off and then just kind of jogged? Bro. And then, oh, he still has the ball and throws a touchdown.
1: What kind of smooth criminal is Aaron Rodgers? Seriously, bro. <laughs> Seriously, dude. This guy is a stud. That, his fake handoff game is 99 easily. No question about it, man. I think I think Chris Collinsworth was a little more excited than he sounded even in the booth. <laughs> <laughs> probably was. Oh, my God. Yeah, he probably was. I wouldn't doubt it. Um, so <laughs> just those
0: good play calling, smooth offense, you know, just great playmaking by the playmakers on this team. Um, more guys are stepping up, you know, like mentioning Mercedes Lewis and Josiah DeGuara stepping up. Um, yeah. Devontae Adams, he's the best in the league. Lazard seems to be back from his injury. MVS, um, they worked him in just a little bit. And then A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, I mean, looking at the second half offense and even so the second quarter, um, it really seems like the Packers are starting to pick up steam heading towards the playoffs. And that's what we talked about last year with the Bucks. was they were Heading in their steam into the postseason, and that's where it felt like they were really ready to make a run. So that's what I'm looking for with the Packers here. So um, I don't know if there's anything else that you want to say about the offense besides the one play where AJ Dillon showed like really great patience, where he ran into the wall, just kind of ducked, took a couple steps back, and then ran out for like a 12 yard gain. I think it was. No, I nothing. <laughs> Alright, let's talk about the defense. What do you want to say about the Packers' defense?
1: So, everybody was freaking out right at halftime because the Bears had 27 points. And even at the stadium, man, uh, the Bears fans were chirping. First half, man. uh, Where I went with my buddy Alex, uh, our buddy Alex. Uh, We were sitting and we were sitting uh, in 352, that south end zone, pretty much straight up. And the, se- the first row in that section was literally littered with bears fans and the whole the section over 354 there was a bunch of bears fans like sitting up higher and they were all kind of together they all knew each other because they kept turning around and, and celebrating and all this stuff right they were going crazy I want to tell you the first four drives of the second half for the Chicago Bears when they weren't starting at 50 yard line okay yeah two plays one yard. That was the sack fumble, right? Yep. Yep. Next drive, three plays, four yards. Oh, there was negative one yard on the first drive. The next drive, three plays, negative one yard. The fourth drive, three plays, five yards. They ran eleven plays in their first four drives and got seven freaking yards. Seven. So, did you hear? Did you hear about halftime? What about halftime?
0: Preston Smith. Oh, Preston Smith. Yeah. Is the he's the fire up guy at halftime. So Matt Lafleur he says his piece and then he leaves the locker room and it's usually either Preston Smith um, or Mercedes Lewis that fires the locker room back up. And this week it was Preston Smith. Um, <clears throat> Preston Smith. All of last season had 29 quarterback pressures. Yep. He has 29 pressures in the last four
1: games. Dude. Oh my God. Okay. I gotta say this now. Now I gotta say this part. Okay, I'm gonna give you a stat, and then I'm gonna tell you a conversation I had. Okay, the Green Bay Packers have 271 pressures this year. That is fourth most in the NFL. Yeah. That's my defensive stat for the week. So this is kind of a conversation piece. You can say what you gotta say after I say my part. But we are comparing the defenses from this year and last year, right? And Somebody was telling me, you know, person A was telling me that, you know, we had a top ten defense last year. Defense wasn't the problem. It wasn't the reason we lost an the NFC Championship game. They got three interceptions on Brady. I'm like, listen, buddy, this is all I'm going to say to you, okay? This is all I'm going to say to you. That defense from last year was never, ever winning the game in Arizona under the circumstances that they were under. No. Never, ever. We would have got our asses whooped last year. They were not good against the run last year. They were that was falsified stats on that part. People could just throw on us when we were jacking up to stop the run. I mean, it was pretty easy to figure out. You saw in the NFC Championship game, Brady kind of dinked and dunked his way, and then as soon as we mm. came up, he took his shots, and then we were dead. Right? That's what happened. Yeah, they got to a couple turnovers because we have talented players, and they got to the quarterback. But this defense this year is real. It's a real defense. Oh yeah, and it's complete. There is it, yeah, it, there's it's a whole different level. Like Kevin King was our easily our second best corner last year. Ugh. Uh, he's our maybe fourth, maybe Sullivan at times, but yeah, he's definitely Touch our times, fourth. Yeah, yeah. De- he's definitely our fourth now, and that's crazy. Yeah. That Eric Stokes is probably our third or second best because Rasul Douglas has been yeah. out of his mind. But yeah. people don't throw at Stokes, so that's yeah. where people forget about him. We get Jair back.
0: That. That's what I say. I told you that. I told people we, that. Stokes profile
1: is similar to Jair. But continue. We get Jair and Stokes in the field at the same time. And somebody was talking about that at a Packers group. And I was like, talk about no fly zone. You don't want to throw on either of these guys. Now you have no dude, choice.
0: Dude, you can line up three wide dude. Look at this. This is this is the Tampa Bay. Let's do the Tampa Bay discussion. Somebody wants okay. to say, oh, the you know, the Packers still need to beat Tampa Bay. Let them line up Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown across from Jair Alexander, Eric Stokes, and Rasul Douglas with Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage behind them. You're going to tell me that's good. the same offense or the same situation as lining up Jair Alexander, Kevin King, and Tremont Williams against those three?
1: Oh, yeah. I forgot we had Tremont last year. <laughs> yeah. Forgot we picked him yeah. up late. 37-year-old
0: yeah. Tremont Williams.
1: Yeah, that's how much we trusted Kevin King last year. Yeesh. Yeah, and, and, and to be honest, I'm not trying to bash Kevin. Last year? Kevin Kevin looked has looked good for us this year, but last year he's, he's come been on, man. better. But come
0: on, maybe it's because he's on a contract year. But I'm not willing to pay him another six million next year.
1: I mean, this I think I just think this scheme is just worlds better. Um, yeah, we have to get yeah, we have yeah. to give credit to the floor again because after the first game. Um, he went up to Barry and he was like, listen, you're going to blitz or you're going to play coverage. You're going to pick one of those some bitches, and that's what you're going to go with. I'm sure there were other words that were exchanged. Maybe it was nicer. But if you ever listen to Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show, he talks about how Matt runs a little hot sometimes. So I'm not sure how he talks when he's hot-headed. So that's all I'm saying. And I wanted to tell you, because we were talking about Coach of the Year, I wanted to say this, that. LaFleur is actually third right now in coach of the year voting. Um, he's behind third? Kingsbury. Yeah. He's behind Kingsbury bro. and Belichick. Belichick is first right now. Kingsbury is second. But Cliff might be falling down now because of the news with uh, DeAndre Dude, out for the rest of the regular they're, season. They're
0: 500 at home. The Cardinals are 3-3 three and three at home. I know. And the Patriots aren't good at home either. So you either... You're either just ignoring that or you're giving them extra credit for being
1: good on the road. No, I think I think Belichick they're giving them credit for winning with a rookie.
0: For yeah, having a rookie quarterback. I can you know I understand that and I really whatever. That's we'll have this discussion again in in two or three weeks. As far (laughs) as going to paying Kevin King, you know, if they want to bring him back on like a vet minimum, sure. But I don't wanna be throwing another six million Kevin King's way next year. Uh, Rasul Douglas is only 26 so he could just yeah. be entering a prime here or you know in say the second year of a, of a prime so yeah. I mean if we can if we can figure out a way to have Rasul Douglas here for three years or so um that would be <laughs> you're talking about locking up a, a no-fly zone for potentially a, a good while because the Packers they're gonna work on extending Jair. year um, oh yeah. that's that's gonna happen so talking about the defense, um, I mentioned on the offense, Josiah DeGuara has been improving. Uh, on the defense, Chris Barnes is improving. It seems like every week he's getting better too. Uh, his tackling is improving, and oh. he's he's yeah, his tackling from last year to this year it's night and day. Yeah, last year I, I felt like every single game last year we talked about the Packers needing to be better at tackling, and oh, God, I think I've only said that once this year that the Packers yeah. need to improve in tackling. Probably. Um, so, you know, Chris Barnes is part of that. Devontae Campbell is a massive part of that, um, and then you know we we've we've given him credit, but we got to give Kenny Clark more credit because Jesus. he's done everything you could ask a nose tackle to do, and then you know later in the game he's making tackles on a mobile quarterback. He literally yeah. just kept two two linemen on on each arm. And waited for Justin Fields to run up to him and then stepped over and tackled Justin Fields.
1: Yeah, I wanted to comment on that. That was one thing I had a problem with this week. Is we talked, how many weeks have we talked about how the improved rush game is at when they rush, they're not just rushing past these guys, they're keeping them contained at the same time. And this week it felt like they kind of let up on that, at least in the first half for a while, because. Justin Fields was going wide open up the middle for how many yards he wanted, really.
0: it's It seemed like they were just a couple steps late on a lot of those plays where, and I think this is honestly, as, as much as it pains me to say it, I think we got to give Justin Fields some credit for that because yeah. <clears throat> it, it seems like a guy like Kyler Murray wanted to stay in the pocket that extra second just to try to see if he could get a throw. And it seems like Justin Fields... As soon as the pocket was collapsing, he wanted to take off. He didn't want to throw. And if Lamar Jackson plays, it's going to be the same thing. He wants to run before he throws, I feel. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something where the Packers are going to have to keep the contain a little bit better. You know, keep the offensive line looking like this, not like this. Yeah. So that's, you know, you don't want to give that space. Um, you got to contain your rush so lane yeah.
1: at the end of the day. Yeah. <clears throat> I got to so say, neither, dude. For
0: a, a quarterback that wants to run first, that's something that needs to be
1: done better. I got to say something. <laughs> so, they introduced the defense this game, right? To start the game. And uh, oh man, watching Tyler Lancaster haul ass out of the damn tunnel was the <laughs> most hilarious thing I've ever seen in my life. You ever seen a refrigerator with little mini legs running? <laughs> that's what it looked like. Oh man, that shit was funny. I'm sorry. Anyways, nobody was cheering for Lancaster. I was like, oh, come on, guys, he's a Packer. <laughs> Anyways, the defense, uh, eh, they were very much better in the second half. I'll say that. Yes,
0: yeah, much, much better. Um, no, Really no penalties in the second half, which is always good to hear. Um, all right, we got to do it. We have to talk about special
1: teams. I'm not doing it. Not, I'm not doing it. I'm not talking about special teams. I refuse to get stressed out again. I'm just not doing it. Go ahead. Go ahead. <coughs> Dude, say what it, you got to say.
0: Hold on to the ball. Just hold Just hold on to the ball. And then, you know, every time you kick it, just kick it straight to the back of the end zone. I, I don't care um, what, what. – you're doing. I don't care if you're a punter or a kicker, or whatever. Just just kick it through the back of the end zone. I mean, I trust Bohorquez in the long run to you know to put some inside the twenty. But um, he shanked a couple punts this week, which is kind of a bummer. But um, Crosby, seriously, dude, just just act like you're kicking field goals. Just just, uh, just send them. Through. Just send them through the uprights.
1: Um, yeah, just send them through the uprights. Okay, so one of my questions is actually about special teams, so I'm just going to ask it right now. What changes need to be made to fix the special teams? I'm talking the kick coverage, I'm talking punt coverage, I'm talking punt returning, like, are you talking, you know, there there was talks about personnel changes maybe, like where are you leaning if you're the head coach of the Green Bay Packers?
0: Um, For me, and I wrote this down, Um, it's just it's back to the drawing board. That's that's all it is. It's back to the drawing board. Um, that's that's all I can say. Is back to the drawing board. That's that's all I can do. Like you you blow it up, you go back to the drawing board.
1: Man, we're we're in a situation where we're a month away from playoff football. And you're having these kind of issues where you can't even trust the guy to go catch a fair catch on a punt, dude. I don't know. Um, That's... and then you know the other thing
0: with that too is MVS fumbling the the kickoff, the onside kick. And yeah. Uh, oh god, it sucks that even have to say this, but it's it reminded me of Brandon Bostic. except it bounced off of his hands, not his helmet. So I don't know, I don't know what the deal is there.
1: I swear to God, the Packers special teams is just cursed, dude. (laughs) It feels Uh, like that. I don't know if that's what it is. Yeah.
0: All right. Do you? I mean. All right. So a couple last few things I want to say is. The Packers need to work on defending mobile quarterbacks. Um, if you need three to five yards, um, Devontae Adams to from Aaron Rodgers on a bootleg is absolutely unstoppable. Like it seems like even when they're on the right hash mark, they can run a bootleg to the right side, and Aaron Rodgers will still complete a five-yard pass to Devontae Adams. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> and then you know the last thing I want to say is. Aaron Rodgers' ability to throw on the run and throw off balance and throw with sometimes no feet on the ground, um, that's helping him through his toe injury. So that's thankfully something that's working in the Packers' favor. Um So that's that's the last things that I have to say with that.
1: All right. I'm going to ask my other two questions now because I want to know what you think. All
0: right. All right. We're gonna, we'll go here. We'll go to Jake's Q&A.
1: Jake's Q&A, okay. So, my first question. Did you wa- uh This is like a two-parter. Did you watch Rodgers on Pat McAfee? I did not. Okay. So, I'm going to get your, your answer then, and then I'm going to tell you what he said. Do you think the Rodgers yeah. doppelganger at the game was a setup? No. You don't think so? Okay, so Rodgers was kind of... No, I saw that the guy was around. from Germany, so. <laughs> he, he was joking around, dude, and he was saying, like, man, that was a total setup by NBC. The camera looks at him, and he looks at the camera, and he points at him, and he's like, they were looking at me for a few minutes, and they go right to him, how they know where he was exactly, and I'm just like, oh, man. And I, I don't know, Rogers is kind of smart, so I kind of trust him. I don't know. I, that guy was trending on Twitter, though. Did you see that? Yep, he was, yep. They were trying to find I think it was was
0: Frank, is what I saw. Yeah.
1: (laughs) What a random name.
0: Hey, you're Frank, huh? (laughs) Yeah, this is is Frank from Germany. He kind of looks like Aaron Rodgers.
1: So here's my next thing. Okay, so Chunk plays, plays over 40 yards, big plays, game-changing plays, momentum plays, whatever you want to call them. They've kind of been an issue, I would say, the last two games. So against the Rams – They gave up a 79-yarder and a 54-yard touchdown. Against the Bears, Grant had a 46-yard touchdown. Demir Bird had a 54-yard touchdown. And then Grant had that 97-yard punt return. Mm. Is chunk plays going to remain an issue? How do we stop those? Is it something that you're worried about in the playoffs because our special teams have been so bad? If you combine the two, that's kind of a recipe for disaster in my opinion.
0: So speaking specifically on the chunk plays, um, I think a lot of that falls on special teams, especially obviously the punt return touchdown. Um, <clears throat> so the other the other chunk plays, the the Demir Bird touchdown was, um, that was a like two yards away from Devondre Campbell, Ray Lewising him. Um, Devondre Campbell was just a couple steps off, um, and. Then one of the other deep plays that they had was was Darnell Savage just cheating up. Um, It was, let's see, um, shortly after, I think it was the possession after the pick six. So it might have been even on the the touchdown. Uh, But Darnell Savage cheated up just a little bit. Um, That must have been on one of the longer passes. But um, it was one of them. I'm drawing a blank on which play it was exactly. Um, But Darnell Savage cheated up. And that gave um, Chicago the opportunity to get a big play. So, for me, if I had to say, I would say it's more of a, an isolated incident than an indication of the future.
1: Okay. That's how I feel, too. You know, I mean, if you really take away. So, the Bears had three big plays, right? That's all their points, basically, other than a couple of field goals. When we really made them try to drive on us, they had a tough time. Man, I mean, I went over the first four drives of the second half. They got seven yards on 11 plays. That's... That's where, you know, we were, just t- we were talking a little bit ago about last year's defense and this year's defense. Last year's defense, you know, I went into the game, you know, playoff games, you know, the Rams and the Buccaneers, and I was like, man, if they can just get a few stops. This year I look at our defense and I'm like, all right, so they're going to give us three, four stops. They're going to give us an interception. Rodgers is going to get the ball back. We're going to run the ball. We're going to control this game. I feel 100% different about this defense than last year's defense. I expect yep. them to get stops not hope for them to get stops. That's kind of where the context of the situation really, really takes shape, in my opinion. So I don't think chunk plays are going to be an issue either. A lot of it is on special teams, in my opinion, as well. Starting out in good field position. I mean, obviously, like you said, who the hell fields a punt at the three? Nobody does that. That's like against the rules. They tell you to put your heels on the 10. But when you're a guy like Jakeem Grant, who has history of punt returns and getting good returns... He's one of those guys. one of those few guys, maybe three, four, five guys, maybe in the, in the NFL that you're kind of yep. like, all right, um, we can kind of just let this guy do what he's got to do.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> so I mean, looking at the second half, talking about the defense, the Bears' only second-half points came with a minute and 24 seconds left. Yeah. All right. You have any more questions?
1: No, those are those are the questions I want. I really wanted uh, your opinion mm-hmm. on uh, the chunk plays.
0: Okay. That's a good question. Um, All right. So it seems like we're having a little bit of issues with the live. So we are going to end this broadcast and we're going to start a new one. So hopefully we can get back to live. So uh, we will be back in just a couple minutes. Okay.